Yo, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the A&E Podcast, where today we're going to be talking the future of Star Wars and some of the projects that are coming out. I'm joined again across the table from me by my good buddy, Big Tim, a.k.a. the Dinosaur Man. What is up, brother? Hey, Jason. Uh, Thanks for having me on today. I greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to shooting another episode here of the A&E Podcast. Um, where we're going to talk, obviously, the mixed bag I was talking about was, last week. I was just going to say that, man, the mixed bag. Um, we're coming back. We promised it. It's here. We're going to hit you guys with some good content on our thoughts on the Mando trailer. Yep. The Tales of the Jedi trailer, which, I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but Dude. it's there's a lot Dude. there. There's a lot there. Dude. Oh, and then, uh, most importantly, um, well, not most importantly, I think most importantly was the Tales of the Jedi, but... The, the closest uh, to this release date. Yeah, the um, they released another, like I guess, an extended like Andor trailer. They, I mean, they didn't really add much to it. They just kind of drew it out a little further. They just kind of showed more of the same scenes. Yeah, they, they didn't extended. give you. Yeah, they didn't give you any new scenes. They just added on to what they previously had. Yeah, and then they and then they threw on. They they just kind of jumbled the the order of the scenes and just said. All right, let's change some of this text to this scene and throw it in there. Yeah, I feel like they didn't want to like give away too much. I feel like they gave away a lot, kind of already. But I don't know. Kind of what like I don't know. I feel like I still kind of don't know what like I know what the story's about, obviously. But you're still kind of like, what is the story about? And I feel like they haven't given us enough of the series to be like, holy shit, yet. I think like, and here here's here's my my concern about Andor, and. No good show is giving you three episodes off the rip. Like, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones. I did one watch at a it, time. So I don't know. House of the Dragon. One at a time. Lord of the Rings, the new show that came out. One at a time. Any of these big time premiere shows that draw audiences. They're only going to bring out one episode at a time. Now, the exception of this Obi Wan because of the delay, they I, gave a, they threw us a bone. I but there was no delay though, on Andor. But you got to think, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. I think you can think of a show like on Netflix, right? When they drop Stranger Things, they drop eight at a fucking time, bro. I mean, and that, they are that's, they are probably that's probably the most successful show. Well, right here's now. here's the thing. Like, I, I'm talking about like Disney Plus, Disney Plus style. Like even like the Marvel shows, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows, think of the they're most all like Marvel they're ones. all individual episodes. Like She Hulk, one episode at a time. Yeah, Miss Marvel, one episode at a time. Like I said, I think the exception was Obi Wan, and that was just because they pushed it back, so they gave us two episodes. Now my other theory is, I think my, I know why. Well, my other theory is is that maybe the show has such a slow start, you need three episodes to get yourself like so locked in. I t- if you haven't seen our Andor episode, go ahead and check that one out. I talked about in that one how they kind of have showed test audiences the first four episodes, and everybody kind of says that the first three episodes kind of act as one whole arc for the characters and kind of sets up the rest of the show. So maybe you're right. It does start out slow, and they need kind of that first three-episode arc for you to kind of understand where the show is going. But also, this is we haven't had on Disney Plus yet. I think since Man, even no, not even Mandalorian, a 12-episode season. The most they've had is eight, which was Mando. 
Yeah, I mean, they're going to... So that it, might be another reason they're doing a three-episode premiere. The date right now is September 14th. So one week from today, Andor will release. Uh, um, it'll be two or three days after this episode comes out. So we'll get three episodes there. And then one episode every week reoccurring. Until which should put us till... November, so that's nine episodes. I think. Put us mid-November. So we'll have an overlap of the six episodes of Tales of the Jedi, which comes out in October. So we're going to have a pretty significant gap from the end of Andor till Mando. Yeah. Because Mando's so, not coming out confirmed 2023. So Andor and Tales of the Jedi are going to overlap for damn near a whole month. Because Tales comes out on the 21st of October, which is a Friday. So yeah, on Wednesdays we, we're going to get Andor, and on Fridays we're going to get Tales of Jedi. I am foaming at the mouth for that. Yeah, because I think I think um, Andor is gonna outlast Tales as well. Because I think it's only there's only six episodes. Uh, there's six episodes, so it's not gonna outlast it. It's gonna be close. Uh, Andor is gonna end on the 23rd of November, and Tales is gonna be what, one, two, Probably three, December, four, right? five, six. It's gonna end two days later, so they're gonna end the same week. Oh wow, that's gonna be a lot of a lot of content. It's a lot of content for that one month that they overlap, yeah. though. And I'm I'm I, listen. I'm here for it. I don't care. Well, you Turn me up. Of course. You know, we want as much Star Wars as you can physically shove in my face. Yeah, I think you know? this is kind of an experiment for, for Disney because they've never had shows overlap like this. Oh, actually, I think they did in in Marvel. I think they had uh, What If overlap with something else. They had What If overlap with uh, Hawkeye. And oh, then, okay, uh, Hawkeye, yeah. There was also, uh, I think, a Hawkeye and uh, Winter Soldier overlap as well i think it was only one week though wasn't it uh maybe i don't know i feel like i'm not gonna lie i feel like those shows came out forever ago it does it feels like a long time but it was only a year ago that's crazy i mean that just goes to show you how much content disney's really pumping Dude, they out. just they, they it's just like it's insane but let's let's recenter here on our on our point andor is going to come up last on our slate for today when we you know kind of get to the end, because when this releases, you guys are only gonna have two days before Andor comes out, um, and then our next episode after this will be our reaction to episode one. Will be uh, our episode one reaction recap and well, ep- first three episodes. Holy shit! No, hold on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the three coming out that day. We're gonna be shooting that mi- that episode at like midnight. Yeah, dude, we're gonna. I might that, have to request off. That's gonna be that's gonna be a late <laughs> that's gonna be a late one. I don't know, cause like if I get here at at like seven thirty, right? I think they're only half hour episodes, so that's till eight. No, eight thirty nine. Episodes. We could be out of that's here by like a, eleven. That's gonna be a letdown. They're only half hour episodes. It I will need, be. I need hour long episodes. It will be, but it'll be nice for like the recording slate because like we wouldn't be here till like midnight every night. <laughs> uh, well, they're not gonna give us three episodes every every night. Yeah, it's only gonna be that first time. So what? We got an hour and a. I mean, I'm hoping it's three hours of content. Listen, I'm sex, fine. Well, because they said that they were going to release hour-long Obi-Wan episodes, and they ended up being like 37 minutes. Really, really let. I'm thinking we're getting six hours of Obi-Wan. We actually ended up with like three and a half. You could have just made a fucking movie. They're saving that for uh, Obi-Wan season two. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, it'll only be a couple days before you guys see this uh, episode, before, and then after that, Andor's first three episodes are going to release, and then we're going to be recording our podcast that same day. That one will be coming out a couple days before the next episode releases. So, you know, you guys, for the next, I don't know, we're going to have content coming to you guys. Don't worry. You're going to be stacked up. You guys are going to be listening to uh, 
you know, you're usually listening to our podcast and it's going to be snow on the ground. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. Or, or watching Andor. Absolutely. Um, so moving on into our first uh, trailer we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Mando's new Season 3 trailer. And this thing, dude, I, it, it's hard because there's a lot of scenes, like a lot of shots in there that got me really hype, and a lot of shots that are kind of just pulled from, like, uh, Boba Fett and just kind of, like, re re uh skinned i guess in a way like and just kind of they seem very similar like i don't know um first talking point for this one is going to be mando is going to be exiled by the armorer basically and told you're no longer mandalorian which we saw in boba fett uh, i believe right yes so book of boba fett uh he was you know the armor asked him hey did you take off your helmet he said yes. So she kicked him out right then and there, right after they were training with the Darksaber. So from there, I'm not sure if we're reliving a memory or a flashback or any one of those things, or if this is real time where, she, you know, maybe he goes back and tries to get back in with his old clan and she outright says no because you took your helmet off. Maybe that's what we're looking at. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, so she, she exiles him and says, basically, you're no longer Mandalorian, and I think, from the speculation I've heard, basically, she tells him, you need to go back to Mandalore, right, which was blown up by the Empire. Everybody. Um, and... Pretty much everybody. Yeah. If, if you're relevant in Star Wars, you fought on Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so, Empire basically just, like... Came through and just wiped the planet out, which we saw in Book of Boba Fett. Um, and, you know, so he's going to be returning to Mandalore. And I guess the mission there is to, like, redeem himself and become Mandalorian again. Kind of find himself in his roots on his uh, home planet, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of kind of well, we, confusing. We don't know what to expect when we see Mandalore. We don't know the kind of environment it is. We're not sure if it's going to be uh, like a ruined city like Coruscant or if it's going to be a, a desert planet that's just ruined or uh, maybe uh, a city with a forest that's, you know, like a, like a ruined city with a forest. We don't know. But if you if you look at the trailer, you'll see like it looks like kind of like, I hate to say it, like it looks like a Tatooine kind of vibe. Uh, I feel we like saw some desert or some dirt. I couldn't tell, I but like you see some white buildings. I think when they're dropping out with the jetpacks. Yeah, I, I think that might that literally might just be. I think I know where that scene's from, and and I'll get to that. I think Mandalore though is going to be. It's interesting because you see the palace, the same palace that Maul and Ahsoka fight in, and the same palace that Maul kills Satine in. And in Clone Wars, and so I, you still see that either the same palace or a very similar-looking palace that Bo-Katan is in and sits on the throne, and um, it's kind of Mandalore's throne room. And so I think that Mandalore is going to be a ruined city. I think it's going to be a ruined city with like vegetation growing back and kind of life restarting, kind of there. Maybe like give you like a. Um like a I Am Legend, New York City yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what it's gonna be like. I definitely do, because I, c- I could see it. Because think I about it, it was it. blown to shit by the Empire. Like there was bombs on bombs on bombs on bombs dropped there. So like, th- I mean, they killed every per- living thing on that planet. 
Just about, yeah. And so, so life I mean, has to restart. Yeah, I it's think cycle. you're right. It's a um, circle of life. So maybe um, that scene is, I think again, could be another flashback. Could be... I think... Could be a bunch of things. So I mean, in that scene, you see about, I don't know, 15 to 20 yeah, Mandalorians. Dude, like, they drop out and you're like, damn. And they all jetpack up. I think I know what it's from. And I mean, outside of a Mandalore, the Mandalorian season one, where we see all those Mandalorians... Yeah, and then um, uh, you see him once in season two as well. But you know, where are they now? Who knows? Are they still together? Did they win that battle they were in? Yeah, because they kind of sacrificed themselves for Mando to get the baby out. Yeah, so yeah, maybe it's a it's a flashback. Maybe they reunited. Maybe they 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 found reinforcements. Uh, but where are they engaging to? Where are they going? What are they fighting? What are they? Who's the enemy? Um, so my theory for this is earlier or later in the trailer, I don't really, it's, it's kind of hard not having it in front of me, but they, when Mando goes and meets up with Grief Karga, uh, who was, Car- who's played by Carl Weathers, you see him, you see Grief Karga in a, I don't really know the word for it, but it's kind of like a poncho, but it's like knitted it's like what they wear in westerns like in like it's like what uh clint eastwood wears in all his like western movies what are they called the uh they're like ponchos basically but they're knit instead of like plastic um, are, are they I are think, they called I think, ponchos i think they're still called ponchos are they yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sure so i guess ponchos. it's a poncho so he's wearing a poncho so i think he's kind of like the leader of this new town on this desert planet you know and he's sounds kind familiar of, He's kind of the leader of it, like he had, like he was back in season one or whatever it was, and uh, I think that's where you're gonna see them fight. I think they're kind of kind of man. Uh, the the Mandalorian is gonna go. Din is gonna go to this place, kind of for refuge or whatever, and they're gonna go to attack him, and he's gonna have to like kind of fight with Grief Karga and whoever else to fend them off, or maybe the Empire's there. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, but I believe you also see in that same part of the uh, somewhere in that same section, he lands the modified Naboo starfighter on that planet as well, and so maybe you know maybe we're gonna get. I I, I feel like he's definitely gonna go there to kind of seek refuge from the Mandalorians. I feel like Bo-Katan is going to turn heel against Mando. So that she can acquire the dark saber like she had in uh, a portion of Rebels and at the beginning, uh, or uh, was it in Rebels? I think it was Rebels, yeah. Because Sabine, I think, ends up giving it to her, um, which was kind of the disgraceful act, which is what led to the the Night of a Thousand Tears for the Mandalorians because Bo-Katan was their leader. So I think that you know she is going to try and lust for that power to be the leader of Mandalore again the rightful leader this time, you know, win it in combat against Mando. And uh, I think she's going to go bad here. And I think that scene where she's staring out the window is Mando's ship coming into Mandalore. And she's like, I'm going to get that thing from you, boy. You know, like I'm going to get that shit. Yeah, I mean, we all know she wants to be the leader of Mandalore, what's left of it. We all know that she's been longing for the Darksaber. She tried to take it from Mando at the end of Season 2, but Mando earned it in combat. So yeah, and she didn't want to she because she's already made that mistake once when yes. she took it from Sabine, and and so she won't take it again 
she knows I'm gonna have to beat your ass in combat or let you lose so I can beat somebody else. Uh, maybe I, I was also thinking maybe. Uh, I mean, sure, it appeared Cad Bane was dead. Yeah. In Book of Boba Fett, maybe we see him in uh, in Mando. Maybe he's he he plays the bad guy again. I wouldn't mind it. I I, I do mean, like he, Cad he's Bane. He's a fantastic villain. He is. Um, and I think for the he needed a little more screen time, you know, for for a villain that with his kind of reputation. Yeah. You know, bring Cad Bane back. Allows you to bring Boba Fett back. And it was um, it was very underwhelming. They only had Cad back for what was it? One episode? No, it was like it was like two or three episodes. He showed up. It just feels like he didn't have enough screen time. He shot Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Um. Then he made a business deal. Then he showed up at the town, and then him and Boba had that duel, and, he and died. that was it. Yeah, yeah he, he, quote, air quote, died. Yeah, yeah. I you don't know. There's, there's still no guarantee that he's actually dead. I mean, Boba Fett tried to kill him many, many times. Yeah, that, and that he left always a sour comes taste back. in my mouth, honestly, from that. I was kind of like, man, like you're going to bring back a, a villain like Cad Bane who, who has given Obi-Wan a run for his money, actually beat Obi-Wan in combat, single combat before, has beaten Obi-Wan and another Jedi. I don't remember, his, or was it uh, another Mandalorian? Beat them both in open combat. I mean, Cad Bane is not is not one to play with. He's one of the bounty hunters in the in the galaxy that is like on the level of Boba Fett and Jango Fett, and I guess now like the Mandalorian. Like these guys are badasses, and maybe even on the level of like Bosk and all them. He kind of was friends with Bosk when he was younger. So Bosk doesn't get enough representation. Yeah, neither does uh, what's his face the. Um, Damn, what's his name? Oh, uh, it just came to me. The 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 Wookie. Oh oh ah oh, shit! Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Black Crescent. There we go. Dude, he, he is a badass. Dude, I was like, re- oh man. Mm. I like. So much I stuff. thought for some reason I was like, I th- I thought they're gonna try and make him die, and I was like, please don't. I was like, he's so cool. He's too cool to not keep around for a while. Oh yeah, like he's just such a cool character, and there's like there's so much stuff in either legends or like comic books that you could explore with his character that they have explored in those other mediums that we would love to see on the big screen or the small screen, I guess. There's just so much, uh, but Mando and and the Naboo starfighter kind of what seems in the, like the trailer get a little upgrade. I think that the so we know that the droid that. What's her face? The engineer who worked on the Naboo Starfighter. I don't can't remember her name. She has R five in her possession. R five was it's it's confirmed to be the same R five droid that essentially self combusted so that Luke could get R two D two. And so is Mando getting R five? Dude. <laughs> it was all it was in the back where the normal droid slot is on the Naboo Starfighter and Baby Yoda was in the front. So, are we going to see Mando finally kind of allowing himself to trust droids after what happened with IG and the IG sacrificing himself so that they could live? Are we going to see him finally 100% own a droid now? Uh, I mean, it would be good character development for him. For him to kind of own, like, get a droid. but Especially uh, that droid. <laughs> The, uh, the self-combusting uh, nightmare. I yeah. mean, dude, it's so cool. It's just, there's like, there's so much lore behind R5 that has been like kind of like 
semi-confirmed, but not actually, like, canonically confirmed. Like, George Lucas has said in interviews that, like, yes, he was, like, a, a rebel spy droid who, like, self-combusted so that Luke could get R2, so that Luke could get the message and all this stuff. But now that George is out of the picture, I don't believe that's no longer uh, canonically true, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, it would be... Uh, it's one of those things that would be, like absolutely far-fetched you know but i'm here for it <laughs> um i mean I, I always took it as the thing malfunctioned uh, yeah i mean we always have right that's always been like the and, and they kind of i think poke fun at that in the trailer when she smacks his head and like his side piece just like pops off and it's kind of like yeah like that it's like maybe he's just a piece of shit droid like we don't really know but we love to speculate and think that it's not just a piece of shit droid. But he uh, served the rebellion well. <laughs> yeah, he he did his job pretty well. Um, I, but let's just—I mean, you did like you said, uh, the Mandalorians. There was a lot of them in that scene. So are they kind of coming back from the shadows of living in the depths to kind of take over, uh, or not take over, but kind of become more not prominent like, in the galaxy? You know, maybe uh, reestablish Mandalore. Yeah, the um, might. What they can. Um, <laughs> Try to rebuild their clans, you know. Like, like you said, some Mandalorians, some Mandalorians escaped, some Mandalorians survived. You yeah, know, the, the the slaughter of the Empire. So or weren't present, like like Mandalorians, like Din or yeah, Mandal- Bo. Or- Mandalorians were scattered across the galaxy. You know, sure their home base was Mandalore, but they're you know they're out Bounty doing contracts. They have like their that, own clans yeah. on different worlds. You know, eventually they got to come back, rebuild their city, and then re- reform the culture and reform their numbers. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's as easy as Din rescuing uh, Grogu, you know, that that's a Mandalorian right there now. Right, and, and, and Din was saved the same way, and Bo, uh, and Jango Fett was taken in the same way. They were adopted into the Mandalorian culture. They weren't born into it. They were adopted into it. Um, and you see, you know, not only did Jango Fett kind of breed thou- millions of new Mandalorians and the clones, essentially, but also his own son, Boba, and there's one more, but I'm not going to say it because you haven't finished it, so I'm not going to do it there. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, there is there is more Mandalorians, and I think a lot of people really understand, like, they can be adopted into that culture instead of just being born into it, which is not true for all cultures. Yeah, I mean, they can definitely replenish the numbers. Um, it's just a matter of... You know, getting the furnaces going, making that Mandalorian armor. Yep. You know, finding Beskar, which obviously just rare is very <laughs> rare. You know, um, and it goes for a shit ton of money. Yeah, and and you don't even have to have Mandalorian armor that's made of Beskar because there's a lot of Mandalorian armor that is not made of Beskar. It's actually made of Durasteel, which is the same thing that uh, Vader's suit is made of. So th- they're just. It's so easy to replenish your numbers, but our question is, these are full-grown Mandalorians. Like, this is only five years after Return of the Jedi and after, you know, the Night of a Thousand Tears where there was, like, everybody got wiped out that we knew of at the time. So, where were these ones at? Because there's a shit ton of them. Maybe we'll get an explanation. Maybe we won't. Either way, that's not as big of a point for me. I don't really... I'm not as, like, care as where they came from. I love just the Mandalorians in general. Just their entire culture just... It really does fascinate me as a Star Wars fan. Kind of how they... 
uh, I don't even under, like I don't even know how to word it. Their their culture just fascinates me. I think it's super cool. Like their characters, it's a it's a warrior's culture. We've never had yeah. a bad Mandalorian character. Like I don't think we've ever had one where I was like ah. It was a bad written character. Like they all have really good stories. Like every single one, Satine, Bo-Katan, Mando, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, Sabine, her whole family. Like there's just so many good ones. Jango needed like a better origin story. I want more. I want to see more Jango Fett. And you know what, dude? They're happening. Just like last week, the brain blasts are happening. Um. And we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, when we go up into the Tales of Jedi, we'll talk about that. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's all we can really talk about from the new Mando trailer. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to head on to our first commercial break here. And uh, we'll be back after we hear from our sponsors. All right, guys. And we're back from our break. Um, but that break, while we enjoy our, other, uh, our one sponsor, let's talk about our studio that produces it. We they actually have their own merch line. Right now, I am freezing to death in the studio. I have three fans blasting, and I mean blasting ice cold air on me. So I have this nice gray colormatic studio, colormatic studio hoodie. You know, I got my hood up. I got crunched up real nice, nice and cozy and warm. Oh yeah. And to top it off, it is a little cold outside. So I have with me this a uh, nice colormatic studios mug. With some nice hot coffee to keep me going throughout the show. So thank you to Colormatic Studios for the merch. Uh, check it out on the website. It'll be in the link scrub- link box below. But um, enough of ads. Let's talk about Tales of the Jedi. And what I want to talk about right off the rip. Yeah, this might be a lot people are gonna panic about. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, this! Oh my god, that! Oh my god, this!" We've been talking about this for weeks. Honestly, months actually. The reappearing. Of Mace Windu. Now, not in the way you would expect, but more like a um, pre version, pre episode one, pre episode two, pre episode three. Um, we have young Mace. Not like young as in child, but like, uh, you know, older male. He is a master at this point. At least it seems he'd be a master at this point, on the probably on the council. And he is pounding around with. Um, Count Dooku. Yeah. Um, dude, it's interesting. Mace, motherfucking Windu, baby. Gotta give it out for Samuel L. Um, we don't know yet. I don't, I don't know if it's been confirmed. I don't know if Samuel L. is coming back to do the voice acting for it. He did for season seven of the Clone Wars, so he might be back again. Uh, like you said, it's not the way we expected to see Mace back in Star Wars again. Because, like, let's face it, we all want to see him in live action again. Uh... But we do. We are getting him in, in a younger version of him showing up in Tales of the Jedi. Going to be showing up in Dooku's, uh, I guess, three episodes. We don't really know yet how they're going to break out, break down the the series. But it's a six episode series focused on two different characters. It's going to be Ahsoka and Dooku. So I'm assuming it's going to be three and three split. But Mace Windu is going to show up, man. We're going to see Mace and Dooku kind of get to interact with each other and. Uh, we kind of get to see how, why the fall of Dooku was so tragic, not only for the Jedi, but for the people involved directly, like Qui-Gon and Mace and Yoda, because Yoda was his master. Um, it's just, it, dude, it's going to be so interesting to see from the perspective 
of Mace and, and kind of the reasons that he was so, uh, I guess, the speculation of Mace of Anakin was so, like, high. Like, he was very worried about Anakin kind of taking that seat on the Jedi Council and all that stuff uh, because he had already dealt with somebody who had fallen to the the dark side who was a really good friend of his. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they work that in there and, and show us. But a lot of tension in, the, in Dooku's uh, parts of that trailer. And I just can't wait, dude. There's like, there's so much to break down from that trailer. It's kind of hard to talk about every single point just because there's so much. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting points that we can bring up. You see, like, I'm going to, a couple of key points that stood, really stood out to me. Obviously, we have, um, you see baby Ahsoka being found, um, you know, saying Ahsoka, she's a Jedi, you know. Yeah, but her mother. As a, as, a, as a young child. We have um, Dooku fighting just about everybody. I mean, like, yeah. if, if there is somebody on the screen, it, Dooku has a lightsaber pointed at him. Yeah, it's 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 really. I think this is where the Jedi kind of begin to realize that like he's falling, like he's falling, and we're not getting him back because we see him force push Quagon against a ship. I, I'm assuming a ship. It looks like a ship, maybe a metal wall, but he force pushes him back when he tries to stop Dooku from doing some bad act. We it's never specified. But some kind of bad act. Uh, and then, so he tells him to stop, and he gets frustrated about it. Th- force pushes Quagon back, who, interestingly enough, Quagon, young Quagon, is being voiced by Liam Neeson's son. So I thought that was interesting. Check that out. Uh, I guess maybe That's they have funny. a, maybe they have like a similar voice, and so we kind of get a, a younger version of kind of that Quagon voice. Yeah, I mean something to keep it nostalgic, you know. It's awesome. kind of, it's what you really want, um, and you know you have. Uh, I guess that and there's a lot more to that Dooku side. I mean, like let's. I want to reflect back on the prequels, episode one, two, and three. Mm. Um, so up until episode two, even late episode two, nobody really knows that like Dooku's around. Or Dooku's like yeah, they kind of just think he went back to being a count of his own, the count of Serrano. Yeah, like he just he just disappeared and never like never thought about doing X, Y, and Z. And then even in Episode One, nobody knows that the, the Sith's back until Maul until Maul shows up. And, and then even then they Swagon. go, they're like, well, who's they're like, well, where's the you know as again the rule two? Where's the other Sith? Right. You know and they don't know it, who died. Yeah, and at this point you have to think there's. Dooku's running around, plotting. You have Maul, and you have Sidious. Yeah, now, I know. Like Dooku's not really a Sith, and and yeah. and te- at this point in the timeline, Maul wouldn't be either. Which means that Plagueis is still alive because Plagueis dies right before the Phantom Menace starts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I mean, there's there now. There's a. There's a blending of scenes in the trailer. At least that's how it appeared to me. You see the Inquisitor fighting Ahsoka, but you never see his face. Then you come back and you see another Sith in a mask. So maybe the person in the mask is either the Inquisitor 
or maybe it's Plagueis. And the mask, I don't think, because I, I believe it does make an appearance in some of the other shows, maybe it's not exclusive to one person. Maybe it's something that the Sith used a long time. Because you see even in legacy stuff, you see that mask reoccurring. Yeah. You know, so maybe this was a Sith mask. You know, this is something that Sith used. So it could be Plagueis. It could be a apprentice of Plagueis, uh, a hidden apprentice or something along those lines. But they, they, they had to come from somewhere. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, like, there's so much in that trailer. And it's such a it's a time period that we don't get to explore because it, it's before the Phantom Menace, but... Yaddle disappears at some point during the Phantom Menace and, like, gives up the Jedi Order in a way uh, before, like, the final scenes of the Phantom Menace. So she's showing up in this, which means that this is post or pre-Phantom Menace somewhere. At least halfway through the Phantom Menace somewhere. Yeah, I mean, and at this point as well, you have... Qui-Gon, who's not a master yet. He's still an apprentice for Dooku. Yeah, under Dooku. So, you know, the, the time frame here could be five years, you know, three Before. years, two years, yeah. one year. You know, it could be... During. You know, it could be really? during. Yeah, you know, because there is three episodes for them to work with. So, they, they, they could jump a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting because you see him uh, talking about loss. It opens up with Padme's funeral. Which is going to be from Ahsoka's episodes in point of view, since Dooku was already dead by this point. Uh, so it opens up on Padme's funeral and kind of talking about loss and loss of life and how you should re- really respect life. And then it, it pans to uh, an image of Dooku kind of, I don't know if it's like meditating or just staring at or maybe reminiscing with the Tree of Life, which is at the Jedi Temple. Um, and which we've seen him there before in Yoda's visions from Clone Wars, I think season three it was. Um, and so it's just interesting to see, you know, that they talk about life and death. And then it kind of pans to a very somber looking uh, Dooku, who we don't really know what he's thinking in that moment. But we know he's thinking like something like, man, did I really just do that? Or like, am I really going to be, am I really having these dark thoughts intruding into my brain? And it, you see it throughout the whole trailer. He kind of looks like regretful of his actions after he does these bad things, and it's really it's interesting to see that because like you can kind of tell he's it really is a struggle within him whether he wants to be good or bad. Well, you even I'm not gonna lie, you even see that struggle in episode two, because um, I mean we all recognize the scene on Geonosis. When Dooku says, what if I told you that the Republic is being controlled by a Sith Lord? Right, he like he literally gives up Sidious in that moment. He gives up Palpatine. Like, yeah, he straight said, up yeah. gives it up to Obi-Wan, and so, Obi-Wan's like, nah. <laughs> so that, that's what I'm saying. This guy's been battling, you know, where he wants to be for years at yeah. this point. Even at the end, he's battling, do I want to be, be part of this plan? Do I want to be part of, you know, what comes next? Yeah, because his and ultimately he was the biggest domino in probably Anakin falling to the dark side. Yeah, and he the f- gave in to the hate and the revenge and killed Dooku, cut his head off. Yeah, for his hands losing, and his for, head. Yeah, for losing, for taking his hands, he took everything else. So and I mean, 
Dooku's a huge part of the the prequel trilogy, honestly, if my my personal opinion. The the str- the thing about Dooku that's so intriguing is that Dooku didn't hate the Jedi. Like most Sith, like Sidious hated the Jedi. Maul hated the Jedi. Even Anakin, when he turns, he hates the Jedi for what they've done to his life. Dooku never hated the Jedi for what they did to him personally. He hated, didn't hate them. I shouldn't even use that word, but he he didn't like what they were becoming in terms of politically with the Republic. Like they were giving in to all these political notions and chiming in on things that that are of none of their responsibility. And his problem was that they were no longer caring about the will of the Force, kind of how he was teaching Qui-Gon to... And which is why Qui-Gon turns out so differently than every other Jedi. Because Dooku was kind of teaching him, listen, they're going in a bad path. Like, you know it. I know it. Um, So I think Dooku just... He really... Dooku really is the biggest the biggest domino piece. He's the biggest pawn in the terms of Dooku or uh, Sidious's plan, because not only is he the one who trained Quagon, right? And if Quagon, we all know if Quagon lived, Anakin never turns to the dark side if Quagon's alive. It's it's just how it is. Like we all know that. So and Dooku trained him, and then Dooku is the ultimate reason that Anakin fully gives into that dark side emotion in Episode Three and cuts his head off. So. It, this is like this show is really going to give a lot of context to the prequels and to a lot of characters that we already love and some characters who we haven't seen enough of like Yaddle. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get a lot in tales. What you what you take of it though is going to be solely on you. Yeah. You know, you really have to pay attention to these things and learn these characters and um understand where their peace falls because you know we, i think we've all learned by now disney and marvel and uh star wars they don't put a character in there just to put a character in there yeah they no- put it in there for a reason for a certain connection or point of view or a future connection down the line and, and it's crazy because it's even before disney acquired either lucasfilm or marvel Lucasfilm and Marvel were already doing that. Like, Marvel was already doing that back in Iron Man. The first Iron Man. Like, they were already putting in characters to use later. They were already setting up characters to use later. Uh, George Lucas has been putting in characters in the movies to use later for 40-something years now. So it's not anything new that they haven't been doing. So if there's a character that shows up in, in Tales of the Jedi or any other future Star Wars project, they're there for a reason. Yeah, they're going to link up somewhere. Somewhere. Whether it's to finish a storyline, expand a storyline, or to start a new one. Yeah, I think, and that's where, I think that's why they chose who they chose for the series. Dooku is going to link that prequel era kind of to that that, that pre-time and kind of give more context to the prequels and why the characters are the way they are in the prequels. And then Ahsoka's episodes are going to give us more insight into... Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan and their relationship, all three of them together, uh, and Padme, her relationship to Padme, and um, kind of her relationship with the Jedi Order as a whole, as well as bridging that gap to eventually her own series, which is coming out in uh, the next year as well. Yeah, I, th- I think, I, th- I personally think Tales is going to be essentially a sequel, I mean, not a sequel, a prequel to what we see in Ahsoka. 
Um, I mean, I know Rebels is essentially the same thing. Yep. And so is Clone Wars. Yep. <laughs> but I think this will just add a little bit of a uh, little bit of meat to the bone. Yeah. So to speak. And 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 when you, we talk about, we were talking about a lot with the Dooku series, the time frame. What's going to be the time frame? I think with the Ahsoka series, it's even more interesting to talk about the time frame because she's, I don't know, I think she's the same age as Anakin, but she gets to the temple before Anakin. You know, so she was born the same year, but it gets there long before, but ends up being his Padawan, right? Which just shows how fast Anakin progressed. Like, he was already nine years old, but he progressed faster than almost any other Jedi in history. And, like, he was a master... Younger than anybody else. Yeah, well, he never made Master. But he was on the council younger than anybody else. Um, it's just kind of insane that she is the same age as him, got to the temple before him, and ended up being his Padawan. I mean, yes, he is you know, the chosen one and all, but whatever. It's just interesting. And the time frame really jumps around the Ahsoka series because we see her as a baby. We see her training with Anakin. And then we see her fighting an Inquisitor. And it's like, it's, it's going to jump around a lot. And it's going to be on you to memorize or understand where in the timeline we are when you're watching. You know, because there's so much to take in from even the trailer. I can't even imagine three episodes of it. I mean, we've came up with two hours worth of conversation on a two-minute trailer. So imagine... You know, right, what like, we're gonna what they're gonna give us when we have uh, three episodes of it, really, I, and the six episodes of the entire miniseries. I, like I can sit here and literally just talk about every little piece of what happens in that trailer, and, and we're gonna talk about crystals for a second, Kyber crystals, because there's a couple points in both Dooku's story and in Ahsoka's story where crystals are gonna play a vital role. So we see Dooku with his blue crystal, his lightsaber. We know that in episode two, he has a red crystal. So we are probably going to see for the first time in the history of Star Wars, a character, Dooku, bleeding his crystal red and kind of the process and what that entails which I think is awesome. We're going to finally get to see somebody and what it, what it looks like to bleed your crystal, what it really takes to pour your hatred into a crystal and bleed it from one color to another. It's just so interesting. I think that's a fantastic point. Um, it's because it's something we haven't really seen before. You know, we haven't seen really any lightsaber building. The, the uh, only thing uh, we've seen crystal-wise was the Clone Wars episodes where they go and pull them out of Ilum, which is, you know, that, that is what it is. Uh, but when, when it turns to, when in, in terms of the color of crystals, is in Visions. There's one episode where the girl, uh, her father builds lightsabers for the, you know, the fake Jedi Master or whatever, and she, she gets her crystal, and when she first ignites it, you know, it's, it's just white. You know, there's no color to it, there's no hue, it's just a white blade. And it's not as strong. But in the end of the sh- in the end of that episode, it gets its color. It kind of f- turns green because of her skill set and her emotions and how she her connection to the Force, and that is something I think we're go- is going to be very vital in the Dooku series uh, towards the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I because th- I think you'll you'll see maybe some lightsaber building, 
You know, I would I, love I, to see Dooku build his lightsaber and Ahsoka build yeah. hers. Well, that's what I was kind of leaning towards. It's Ahsoka, you know, Ahsoka building her sabers. Because um, I mean, the, the, her sabers are a story in itself. You know, the white, you know, the white crystal, and just the, her unique style. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great talking point and something that you, we should see. I think. Yeah, and the opposite of bleeding a crystal, which Dooku is likely going to do in his three episodes is uh, purifying the crystals, which with finally we're going to see Ahsoka kill the Inquisitor that she's going to fight, which we know happens because it it happened in uh, comic books already before. So we know it'll happen. We just now we finally get to see it in all of its glory, essentially. Uh, And she's going to take those red crystals from his lightsaber and she's going to purify those red crystals, which is the opposite of bleeding, where she kind of pours her connection in the Force into the crystals to take away the red hue of the uh, crystal and make it that purified white that we see in both Rebels as well as the Mandalorian. And I think that's going to happen towards the end of her show, uh, her three episodes, which is going to be really cool. The focus on crystals is going to be, I think, very vital to both Dooku and Ahsoka's stories moving into uh the future of star wars here yeah i mean and it's such a you know the building the lightsaber is such a cool piece of star wars i mean when you go to when you go to disney world oh dude you know yeah and you're <laughs> that experience you, know, you get to build a lightsaber i mean sure it's not real sure we're not using the, the force to do it but yeah but still. The, the experience is awesome and then just imagine that but like in the star wars universe getting to see that and you see that process, and you know the. Uh, if, pretty much, if you haven't gone to Disney World, do it and build a lightsaber. <laughs> it's just a great experience, dude. I, and I have it. Rec- I have my experience at least recorded. Uh, I had my girlfriend with me. She recorded me building my saber, and like I said, you're not building with the force like they do in Star Wars. But it, there is when you're in that room with like the ten or twelve other people or whatever it is. I know you had less, right? You had like two or yeah, three. Yeah, I had. So I had. Uh, there was six of us total. Yeah, dude. For me, there was like there was, was like a, fifteen. It was such a it's a much a more personal experience. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, if you guys haven't figured out by now, I'm dark side all the way. So, <laughs> out of the six people, I'm the only one with the red crystal. I'm the only one building with the imperial. The Imperial setup. Set, yeah. So, you know, everyone's kind of giving me the side eye. Yeah. You know, but it was just such a cool experience, you know, like. It's the, hard. You can't even put it into words. I, I, you right? really like, can't. That was my experience, too. It was, like, I, it was just me. It was just me, five other random people. Mm-hmm. And then the, obviously, the uh, the, the, the Saber Master. Yes, and, the Saber Master, yeah. Uh, it, oh, it was so cool. The experience, it's so hard to explain, but the the only word I can really use for it is, like, I guess too is like is like it's like mystical, but it's also magical. It's like you're there and like the music plays and the lights change, the RGB lights they're changing, and like you can just feel it in the room. And especially if you're like a, a huge Star Wars fan, like we both are, and if you're listening to us, I'm sure you are. Um, the experience of it when you're putting together your saber and, and each little piece, and you put your crystal in, and then it, you put it in the thing, and you're, you pick it up that first time. You're putting the hilt on and, and the different combinations oh of pieces that you get to choose. And when you first pick up the saber out of like the tube, dude. When you, you first you, you put that ignition, it, and it's you, like zoom, you're like, oh my god. 
Uh, it's such a it's such a great and like great experience. and the weight of it when you pick it up it, it feels like oh wait, there's, it gets, some, there's some weight to it dude they're there's like tw- they're like twelve pound it. sabers but when you pick it up for that first time it literally feels like like there's like magic running through your body and it feels like it feels like a feather in your hand you're just like this is the coolest fucking experience I've ever had in Star Wars. This is the closest I'm ever gonna get. Yeah, this that, is that, like, awesome. Th- yeah, this is the closest I'm ever gonna be to actually being in Star Wars. And, and dude, you know, dude and it's, it's like oh, it's, just, it's a magical experience. That's it, the only way I, mean, I can describe outside it. of like Rise of Resistance, because that's that's probably a close second. That's a close <laughs> second. I, I honestly, with that ride, I loved it. I really wish that like I want to be able to like experience that with like. A group of like my friends, and that's it. Like nobody, like five of us, and it's just me and my friends, and we're just like on it ourselves, and we actually have to figure it out. Like with oh, nobody yeah. directing us, like we have to figure out what to do. Like that would be insane. Yeah, like in an escape room for Star dude, Wars, essentially. Dude, I would dope. lose my, dude, I would lose my shit. Like, I think the if you guys haven't rode, if you guys haven't been to Disney and rode Rise of the Resistance, YouTube that shit because I'm spoiling the hell out of it. Right now, yeah. If you don't want to listen to this, like skip like five minutes. Yeah, forward just just. Be just I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tirade here, dude. But it's such a it's good like ride. You get on the shuttle, you know they're they're trying to get you out. You get pulled in by a star destroyer, dude. And next thing you know, they bust open the doors. You have imperial officers, stormtroopers coming dude, in, and they're screaming, screaming at, you. at you. Like it's awesome. And then you know uh, you get dragged down this hallway. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You you are actually in the a hangar of the Star Destroyer, looking out into deep space. When they when they when they pull open that door, right, and you have these officers screaming at you and like singling you out specifically, you're like, you're like shuddering. You're like, holy shit! Like this is actually happening, dude. And then you come off that ship and you turn that corner. And you see a legion of stormtroopers. There's at least 500 stormtroopers staring at you. they're just standing there with their guns just up. And you're just like, no way, bro. You see, like... I have a sick image, guys. I'll put it on the screen for you. A sick image. The bay doors are open. You're looking out into deep space. You see Imperial... Well, First Order Star Destroyers passing by in the bay. Bro, I'm going to try and pull this picture up. I'm going to show you. You walk down the hall... You're getting, you're still getting screamed at this entire time. Oh yeah, like they're they're hollering. These officers are going ham on you. And then you get thrown into an interrogation cell where you run into Hux and Kylo Ren. Bro, like that. that oh that my scene, god, like, it was so good. Bro, this picture is just it's the epitome of what you're like. It's so insane. Like there's like oh uh, yeah, literally yeah. just legion of stormtroopers. And then you look up to your right, and there's a Tie Fighter. Up on the wall, just hanging there, and, and like, dude, it, the experience is just insane. It's it's so out there, and you have Disney a Mon did. Calamari uh, piloting your ship. Disney did such a, a just such a good job of just like making you feel like you're actually in Star Wars, dude. And, and that one hallway when they line you up, like you're looking down the hall. And it literally looks like it doesn't end. It looks like you're on an actual Star Destroyer oh, yeah. in the uh, long-ass hallway. And you're looking down the hall, and it's just like the white lights on the wall. And you're just like, there's, oh, my God. You're imperial, mesmerized the entire time. There's Imperial officers everywhere. There's stormtroopers every corner. Walking around have, making calls on the radio. The, you have the dude. droids going back and forth in the hallway. Yeah, the, the little, the little uh, trash droids. Dude, there's just so much cool shit. And, like, Disney really outdid themselves with that ride specifically. 
like most rides are like a minute or two. This is a 15 minute experience. It's oh, not yeah. a ride. This is an experience. It's, it's an absolute must ride. Like like, like Smuggler's like, Run, the Millennium Falcon. That was that fun. was cool. That was it's okay. Fun. Yeah, it was cool. That, yeah. You know, if you have a, a group of your friends, I'm sure it's a very, um, very cool experience to experience as a group. You know, as a squad. Yeah, I went with a I went with a group of five. Yeah. So I went. I rode that ride myself. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend also rode that ride herself. It was a cool experience, you know. I'm uh, I'm not gonna say it was the best experience I've ever had on a ride because it wasn't. I wish we were able to kind of more freely explore the Millennium Falcon, kind of walk around, take pictures everywhere, you know, sit in the seats and stuff. Uh, but you know that that I'm not really that worried about. But the experience overall in Galaxy's Edge, for me, I wish it was a little more. Like I wish that there was like more stuff to like that I could interact with. I also went during well, COVID, I mean, you, so it's hard know, to. You're sitting there walking around, and you're seeing. Obviously, you're seeing you know first order stormtroopers walking around. Yep. You're seeing imperial officers walking around, and that, not just like in the ride. I'm talking the in, in, in area, the in area. yeah, and just the whole you know, thing. They're patrol. They're literally patrolling. Yeah, dude, it's you insane. Know, you have the characters popping out of nowhere, like Ray's popping out of like from behind like yeah, walls. Chewie's just like Chewie's just Ooh. hanging out. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? You see like. As you walk around, you see like the uh, A wing, the old A wing, the Y wing, Y wing, X wing. You see, you see, uh, Tie Fighters. You see uh, Poe Dameron's X wing. Yeah, that sick. one was sick, dude. Um, you obviously the Tie Fighter you see in the hangar bay. Yeah, you run around, and then even the restaurants, like the restaurants. I have, didn't like, go some, into the restaurant. The restaurant, unfortunately, I, I I had to eat the restaurant. We were crushed on time uh, that day, so I didn't get to fully uh, experience like a whole day there. But when I go back down to my dad's house, which he lives in Florida, um, I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna literally go, and just I'm gonna spend, spend, whole day, spend an whole entire day, day in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, spend a whole day, whole day there. Like we'll and probably then, like, do like a day in Galaxy's Edge and then go to Harry Potter and spend a day there too. Like what happens too is like when you're walking around, like everyone's in character. Yep. Like so, I foolishly lit my lightsaber while it was still in my hand. So this gentleman was like, I never seen a human survive a lightsaber strike to the hand. So I had to like go along with it. I was like, yep, my hands actually made a best car. <laughs> and he was like, wow. And I was like, yep, tragic boating accident. <laughs> but like, yeah, even man. like, even like the people that are there, like they're trained and like they, they make you feel like you're in the universe. You know, yeah. it's such as, it's just so. Even if it's not the cool. time period we wished. It's still an amazing experience. Yeah, and and then obviously, like, if you were to stay at the hotel, which I would love to do, dude. But have you I seen love. the price of that thing? Dude, crazy. It's, dude, it's crazy. insane. There's no way I could ever like, not right now. Like in my st- my financial situation right now, there's no way I could st- do that. Like, like, listen, I could I could do it. I wouldn't eat for six months, but I could do it. You know, <laughs> like, I could do it. I just wouldn't eat for six months. Like it is what it is, but. It, that I would love to experience, but I've, oh, yeah. I've heard reviews that are like some say it's like awesome, and some say it's like not that good. Well, which it's is unfortunate. I, I think what you're what you're gonna get is that you're gonna get a mixed bag. Whether it's the casual fan base is saying it wasn't, the casual fan base is probably saying like, "Yo, this is crazy." Whereas the guys like us are kind of like, "Nah, it could be better." Nah, it could be better. Right? Like, you know, like, you know, we, we're thinking Star Wars Hotel, dude. You better be waking me up at two o'clock in the morning and send me on a mission. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I want to be 
in fucking Star Wars. I want to be interrogated by Palpatine myself. Right, like I want, I want a stormtrooper in my shit, like yelling at me. I want to be put into handcuffs on a chair, like, like I want to know what that feels like. Like I really want to know. Like show me what that's like. Give me missions directly. Listen, you know, I might be leaving dinner. Don't call me rebel scum. You know, right? I mean? Like, man, like I want to feel what it feels like. And like, dude, it's just. I don't know. I've heard from hardcore fans. They say eh, it could have been better for like a f- for the price, because like the price is outrageous. But like, let's be real. It's Disney. You're there to splurge. Oh yeah. Splurge. My goal is to wait a couple years so that they can make some advancements in the uh, in the hotel, so that like well, they, they the say, experience like, is better. They say the lightsaber battles are fucking awesome. I'm sure they are. Like, and I mean, like, I'm talking about, like the blades actually. Which come out and they retract. Yeah, like, but I, I've I've seen the shows. I've seen the clip of the blade that retracts, dude. It's not a combat blade by any means. Yeah, she like, comes it, it's, out it's a, of it's the a show blade. Then they dip down and pick up the fighting right, blade, bro. But the but video I st- see, she didn't even like make it look like oh, like I dropped something. Right? Like she literally just crouched down and switched out for a different saber. It was very obviously not the same saber. Yeah, but there's no tracks so in there. cool. Like, dude, what they could have, dude, easy way. Let her, like, put it down to her side and then, like, let, like, a gonk droid walk by and just put it on, like, a little holster and pull out another one. And then, boom, you have your, your – and, and it's at least the switch is hidden. But we're getting way off track. Holy shit. But it's yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of went way off the rails. But, dude, it's – Disney has done an incredible job in that sense. And I kind of wish that they did more of that immersement into the shows. I think that some of them feel off base. I think that's what they're going for, though. I mean, they've they've sunk this amount of money in a physical attraction and a physical place in Florida, and a physical place in California as well. Yeah. So they're all in. I mean, you balled out for four billion dollars to buy Lucasfilm. They're, they're, they're I mean, all, I mean, I'm saying they're all in. You you're know, you're going all in. Yeah, they built obviously a, a hotel. They built two attractions in their um, two different theme parks. They worked on multiple shows. They have new movies. New movies came out. Yeah, they're they're trying to uh, new video games potentially on the horizon. I've heard a few whispers of uh, maybe another Battlefront coming out. Whispers of whispers, very quiet whispers of Battlefront. But Jedi Survivor coming out soon. Going to be a great game. Yeah, uh, Knights of the Old Republic got delayed, but still potentially coming out. Eclipse coming out in 2025, unfortunately. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> Disney, Disney's doing a great job, but, like, we need to see more. that level of dedication in more. the shows. Yeah, I, you know, I think the shows... Like, don't oversaturate me with shows that are going to have poor content. Exactly. Oversaturate me with shows that have great content. It's, it, it is really difficult. Like, like, I will give Disney credit. They pump out content. I just wish that there was care, and I think that in the Star Wars department, we're pretty safe. With Filoni and Favreau at the helm, if they stay at the helm, we should be pretty safe. Because Filoni is a... He is from George Lucas. Like, he is the brainchild of George Lucas, basically. You know, he is the closest to Django, or he is the closest to Boba as you can be. Like, he is like... Like, if George Lucas is Django... Filoni is Boba. Like it is there. They're the same. And this is why this is why I have hope that they're gonna create another sequel trilogy. I I real dude. We're not even gonna do it because we're gonna go on our. We know how this. <laughs> we've played this game before. Yes, sir. Every um, every week. But 
we'll go to another quick commercial break. Just uh, should we even do that? I don't even want to know. Do we want to just jump right into Andor? It's so short. Andor is gonna be like a five minute conversation. Yeah. All right. Let's just jump right into that then. I don't. I don't want to oversaturate uh, with the ad Andor. Here. They literally just extended the trailer by about. 30 seconds and add a couple extra frames. Yeah, I mean, I, again, underwhelming a little bit. I, I don't... But I get it. Like, we know what Andor's going to be. Kind of. You know, it's going to be a... It's it's a... <laughs> it's essentially, we're going to give this guy his name on the title, but it's actually going to be about the Rebellion. That's what that's what Andor is. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate because they could have gone a really cool way with this. I, listen, I have the highest of hopes for this show. When it was announced, everybody was shitting on it. They're like, it's going to be terrible, it's going to be terrible, it's going to be terrible. I'm watching theory videos saying, eh, it could be okay. Like, it could be pretty good. Like, there is potential for it to be really good. There's also probably triple the potential for it to suck ass. Like, there's more potential for it to be bad than there is for it to be good. But I still have hope that it will be good because it looks like they've put a lot of care into making sure it looks right. As a Star Wars film, or as a Star Wars series. Yeah, well, you're going to have, you, you actually get, um, you're getting, like I said, like, if you look at the trailer, how much do you see Andor? Maybe 20 seconds of the two-minute-long two trailer? Yeah. Like I said, it, it's, a, it's a show disguised to be a solo story, but it's actually just a tale about the Rebellion, which I'm okay with, because the yeah. Rebellion is more than just one person. It is. You know, there's... Many, many different people that played a huge part in in the rebellion. You know, it's more than just Leia, more than just Han, more than just Luke. It was, you know, the people who sacrificed their their lives um, at the end of Rogue One, during Rogue One. Yeah. You know, we're and we're gonna see a lot more loss of life during Andor. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be gritty, grounded, and just real like i think like, it's gonna I, be real he, like i'm here's probably my real here's like my, my movie comparison to what i think andor is gonna be have you ever seen black hawk down i haven't i haven't seen it in a long time i've seen it i was young uh it i i remember parts of it but it's a i know it's a really good movie like it's gonna be it's gonna be like kind of like a black hawk down where it's gonna be very gritty it's gonna be very real um you're gonna be very emotionally attached to a lot of these characters, and when they die, you're like, oh. "It's gonna hurt. It's yeah. gonna hurt a lot." <sighs> That's the one thing I don't love about Andor, and it's like, it's I don't know. It's hard because like you know what happens to these characters. You're, you're like they, you know they all die. It's very like, hard to tell gonna, a story with characters who die. Like you're gonna you're gonna get so emotionally attached to these characters, and when their death finally comes, you're gonna, it's gonna break your heart. Yeah, it's it's um, so don't get attached. For Andor specifically, I never really loved his character in Rogue One. Like I was never like I loved Andor. I loved the other guy, the Asian dude who like kind of used the Force, the blind guy. See, I was a big fan of the of the chick. I, I felt I felt Jen? bad for her. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Jen her. too. But I really loved. I'm more of like a when it comes to Star Wars, I want to know about the Force. The Force, right? I want what the Force, the Force. And you know what's interesting about that? In that, uh, at one point in Rebels, Ahsoka. She meditates and she says that. She says, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And she meditates while saying that. And like that's her way of meditating, connecting with the force. So I feel like after watching that in Rebels, I was like, dude, give this dude a story. Like, give him more. Like, we know he dies, but give him more. 
Yeah, I mean, like we could definitely get some more content on them. I wouldn't mind, you know, like even if it's a short series, like a three, four episode short series. Yeah, or just you know, just something. <laughs> Throw them in Tales of the Jedi. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> Season two, Tales of the Jedi. Yes, sir. I mean, like, there's just I don't know. I, I, it's hard to tell a story with Andor because. I feel like coming out of Rogue One, he had a really good story, but a lot of people still didn't really like the character. He was played really well. The actor is incredible. Um, I just feel like you know he dies. You know when he dies. You know that he turns good. So, you know, you know he was a, a kind of sketchy character who turned good. Well, he's In the series, you're just seeing a sketchy character. Like you already know what his, you know, that, that type is. It's kind of hard to tell the story with him. Like, um, Andor is just a bunch of a series about a bunch of sketchy characters. It 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 really is. It's Saul Guerrero who is essentially hella sketchy, dude. He's a terror. He's he's a terrorist. Like, he's the closest in Star Wars we're gonna get to a terrorist. Like he, I mean, it's a he's a good terrorist against the Empire, but he also does things that are morally questionable. uh, That's from perspective there. Yeah. I'm an Empire guy, so he he's he's morally he does morally questionable things. Like they might be for the good, you know, but it's morally questionable. And it's hard to kind of root for somebody like that. Um but I don't know, it's just we know these characters die. We know Saul dies, we know Andor dies, we know Bail Organa dies. How how do we tell a story with these people when it's it's hard, right? Because like in Obi Wan, you could use Bail Organa very well because it was a time period that was very easily like tellable. Whereas Andor, he it seemed like in Rogue One he'd never done anything prominent in his life until he risked his life for the rebellion. Like that's what it seemed like. And so it's like now we're trying to tell a prominent story. It's it's difficult. Yeah, I'm, like I said, that's why I think I have that hope though. This is why. So this, this is kind of why I think that. Literally, it's just it's gonna. They slapped Andor instead of calling it Tales of the Rebellion. Yeah. They slapped Andor on it to give it a name. And, and you can even do some wordplay on that with Andor, Andor, Andor. Yeah. You know, if you if this thing run multiple seasons, obviously you just you finish up with, um, the destruction of Second Death Star, and then boom, done. There you go. It's just. You know, you can get you can get clever with it. Yeah, like but like I said, it's this this isn't a show about Andor. This is a show about the rebellion. Yeah, which is uh, I think it's a slap in the face of the actor who played Andor because it's very misleading. Because like I said, based off the trailer, you can tell that this isn't about Andor. This is about the rebellion. This is about Saul Guerrero. This is about what's going on in the Senate. So what's going on behind the scenes, getting funding for the rebellion, and a whole bunch of other different things. It, it could be a classic misdirect. I mean, in Marvel, we see this all the time, right? In the trailer for Infinity War, uh, we saw the Hulk. The Hulk doesn't show up at all in that movie except for the very beginning. And he gets punched out by Thanos. And then we never see him again for the rest of the movie. So it could be just a classic trailer misdirect where we don't see a lot of Andor. So we think, oh, maybe we know this story's going. And then after the first three episodes, we're completely lost. I think the trailer footage that we're seeing is only from the first three episodes. Like, I think that what we're seeing... Is strictly from those first three episodes that have come that are going to come out. Yeah, I mean they're not going to just give to you, misdirect us. They're not going to give you anything more than that. I feel like they can't, right? Like you can't throw the integrity of your series off. I, I just think it's very. Uh, I, I have hope for the show. I really do hope it's going to be great. I won't guarantee anything. My I, I, my mind is open. 
but my expectations are still low. I'll, I'm going to end it on, we'll see. Yeah, my, 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 that's the best way I can frame what I feel for, for that show, is that my mind is open, but my expectations are low. Very low. I've been down on the series. Yeah, you, you, you were one of the people who said, man, an Andor series, what the fuck? You know, and I was one of the ones who was like, yeah, maybe it'll be good. Yeah, may, you know, maybe. You know, and then I see the first trailer, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be shit. <laughs> well, if they, if they portray it as the Rebellion and not Andor, I'm okay with it. If they portray it as Andor, y- you lost me because his, his story ends. Right, like, you know his character, and you know his type. You know where, what he does already. Like, he's, a, he's a poor man's Han Solo. It, it, pretty much. He, he really is. He's a questionable character who does questionable things. Who eventually does good things, still questionably, but good. It's it's it's. I don't know. I have hope. I hope it's great. We know Tales of the Jedi is going to be great coming out in a month. Uh, Mando coming out in a couple months in February. Uh, I, high hopes for those two shows. High hopes for the future of Star Wars as a whole when it comes to Ahsoka and season two of Bad Batch and season two of Visions and there's one more show that I'm missing. Ahsoka, Bad Batch, Visions. Uh, I think that's it. I think everything. I feel like there's one more. but oh, Either way, the future of Star Wars, I feel like, is bright. And I think that there's a lot to look forward to. And if you're looking forward to it, you might as well hang around here because we're going to be talking a whole lot of Star Wars forever. Uh, we're also going to be mixing in some other stuff eventually. Just right now, we're kind of trying to stick with, you know, stick with the Star Wars stuff while it's coming out. Um, but we will get around to making other stuff as well. Um, it's just hard when there's like new Star Wars content every week. It's like we kind of are forced to talk about Star Wars. And when Star Wars shows are over, I don't see over, a problem. Listen, when Star Wars shows are over and like December time, then we can talk other stuff because then there's no more Star Wars to talk about at that time. Well, by then, you know, you'll have the start of Marvel Phase Five. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. You we'll know. talk maybe some other series as well. Maybe some like, uh, oh, dude, Indiana Jones is getting a movie too. We can talk about that. Yeah, but it's the last one ever. Yeah, but that's fine. There's so much to talk about. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. The last Indiana Jones was ass, I think. So, Crystal Skull was actually pretty cool. There's a lot, lots of going on there. Was that the one with uh, Shia? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. I heard that one was ass. Shia LaBeouf. But anyway, guys, thank you all for hanging out and tuning in. Today, I knew it was a, a little bit long one, but uh, I don't know. After I put it in the edit, we'll see how long it really is. Uh, but like I said, thank you for tuning in. If you guys want to support us in any way uh, or just give us your voice, there is a voice message uh, like box. I, don't, I, I believe it's on Spotify. I know for a fact that it's on Anchor. If you guys don't have Anchor, uh, you can go ahead and download that. If you listen to the ads of this episode, you know what Anchor can do for you if you're a podcaster or for just a listener. And uh, like I said, if you want to support us in any other way, uh, we do have a subscription through Anchor, I believe, where you can get some exclusive content. We have yet to record anything for that, but we will hopefully eventually some point do that. Um, and then we also have our merch line, uh, also set up by Colormatic Studios. You could also help uh, uh, this hoodie. Out. This hoodie is still keeping me warm, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man, there's a lot. There's a lot. We got... All kinds of merchandise. Uh, I carry around all my podcast gear in my A&E duffel bag. So, you know, you guys can pick up whatever you need over there. Uh, links for everything. You can find it on A&E Twitter. Uh, they might be somewhere in the box. I don't even know if there is a box. 
we'll find out. But uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. Lots more to talk about next week. Um, I just can't wait to talk again next week. I'm like, like get me, get me one week from now, and we'll do it again, man. Uh, any final words from you, my friend? No, as always, you know, it's uh, always a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for listening to us and uh, supporting the channel, supporting uh, this podcast. And, um, you know, really just we want to hear your feedback. You know, hit us really? with a comment. Hit us with just anything, anything. You know, we want to hear from you guys. You know, what do you, maybe what do you want us to talk about? Yeah, give us you some know? suggestions. I would love that. We have free time. We could do two episodes a week <laughs> if you want to talk about other things. Yeah, you know, we, we, can, we can find time. <laughs> we can find time. We I would gladly, digitally if we have I would to. gladly talk to Jason any day of the week. And All you need to do is just tell me a day. And even still, if you guys ever want, we can do live podcasts so you guys have an easier way to talk to us. Uh, we'll, uh, maybe we'll experiment with that idea one day. Well, we don't know yet. Uh, maybe moving forward we can do that at some point. But future Star Wars is bright. Mando going to be great. Tales of Jedi going to be great. Hopefully Andor is going to be great. Can't wait to talk it. Next week we get, at, well, in a couple days actually we get episode one of Andor. So, if you guys are hyped for that, go ahead and stay tuned to us. We'll be back again next Sunday, Monday, whenever this releases. And uh, I love you all. We love you all. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.